0: You're listening to the Main Boys to Men podcast, a podcast dedicated to lifting the voices of young people and engaging youth around topics of gender and violence prevention. Thanks for listening.
1: Hi, everyone. For today's episode, we would like to share with you a conversation that our Youth Council members had about emotional sustainability leading up to the November election. Although this conversation was recorded within the context of the November election we feel that it is just as relevant now as it was in November. We hope you enjoy.
0: Welcome back today we are going to be talking about sustainability when it comes to uh, relationships and yourself and how we uh, aim for emotional sustainability in day to day life. Uh, I'm super excited for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, so I am Grace Abbott.
0: I'm Owen Stefanakos. My name's Aiden Stark Chessa.
1: Cool, so maybe to get started, let's just start off with an initial question. Um, what does living an emotionally sustainable life mean to you?
0: I think it's interesting thinking about, like, you know, there's there's a interesting duality there first of all thinking about do you want to live a life like like what are we defining sustainable as do you want to live a life that is all on on one note that all goes on the same trajectory or Mm -hmm. do you want to have those oscillations those up and downs highs and lows and if you do want to have those highs and lows how can you regulate them to make them uh to make it so that you never sort of fall off that path
2: of living an awesome healthy life yeah um kind of like Aiden was saying like there are going to be ups and downs and it's going to like life that's what makes life awesome but I think that what is important is to keep a like steady center line about like okay this is this is where my life is and this is like it can move up and down but it kind of has to level out
1: one thing that's super important is just having people around me that I love and like making sure that I'm checking in with them and they're checking in with me and like because when I don't have those connections, like, that's when I feel like I kind of lose um, track of my own emotional sustainability. Like, I feel like I have to have those friendships and those those conversations to, like, remind myself of my humanity and, like, just the day-to-day life of things, like, or I guess the opposite, but, like, the bigger picture of why we do things day-to-day.
0: What do you guys think, like, is, is would you rather live a life that sort of sticks on that same, like, in comfort zone in a place in a trajectory emotionally where you feel just like where you feel safe and comfortable or would you rather have more drastic highs and lows and would you rather be sort of thrown in and there may be some like soaring highs but you also but as high as those highs are there may be equally far down lows and you just have to deal with them where they come what's the what's the difference which would you rather personally have
2: I think I would rather have a little bit more emotional excitement. Um, I think that I am it kind of terrifies me to like think about life in as a monotonous like day by day, same thing, you're living your life, mm-hmm. it's all going on as part of like a cycle that's gonna go on for the rest of your life. That that's scary to me and so I think that I I try and build in as much spontaneity and excitement as I can in order to make it a to try and kind of dismantle that that constant rhythm. So that that's those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I think I don't know. I I feel like I'm always like striving to like just be happy, which like I guess some people would find is akin to like being comfortable. So I guess my first instinct is like oh I mean that sounds nice if I could be comfortable and like happy all the time like wouldn't complain there but um I don't really think that's how life works unfortunately um and it's probably better not to always be striving for happiness because then you don't recognize the day-to-day happiness um that happens all the time but so I think I think I'd probably go with Owen as well that I think Having those lows is what allows you to appreciate the highs, and and not even just the highs, but like everything in between. Like yeah. having those going through difficult things, and yeah, whatever that may be for someone, I think helps you appreciate <clears throat> everything else.
0: Yeah, that's Aid. What do you think? I regret a little bit my phrasing of the question because <laughs> I think that I might have phrased sort of staying neutral in a more negative light or like you are uh, harder to obtain or you don't even want to obtain light. Um, However, I also, it it, it seems counterintuitive because we want sustainability. Sustainability is the goal, but then to also want these soaring highs and low, like Mm -hmm. abyssal lows are... um, It seems counterintuitive, and I don't think it is. Um, I just think that through this conversation, we're gonna need to start to pick away at the things of how are really high highs and really low lows still, or how are more oscillating highs and lows still actually a sustainable path of life. Um, And so I actually think that um, really uh, segues really nicely into the next little question, which is uh, what are some practices that we all put in place like what do you guys do and me to uh to maintain your
2: emotional sustainability I think that I like to check in with myself and kind of just see like okay what am I doing how is this comparing to what I've been doing throughout my life and how is that better worse or just like like just making sure to check and see where I am
1: yeah, I don't know. I like I've been working a lot recently and like we're like really trying to like grind it out before the election and so it's like it's like takes a lot to like remind myself like take time for myself. Um but like it really helps me to just like floss my teeth every day, which adds an extra like 10 minutes to my routine that like I don't enjoy, but it's like helps me just like slow down and like that definitely is really important for me.
0: Um I think that on On my side of things, I know I've actually mentioned something similar to this in a previous podcast, but I really think it's an important point to drive home, so I'm going to say it again. Um, Each week, uh, give or take, sometimes if I'm feeling good, I'll do it less. Sometimes if I'm feeling anxious, I'll do it more. But I would figure it averages out to about once a week. I try to sit down with myself and really go through and compartmentalize my feelings and then the causation behind each and every one of those feelings so that if I ever get angry or if I ever feel mad or sad or upset or some emotion that might destabilize my uh, my sustainability, I can sit down and compartmentalize and know exactly what the cause is behind my feeling there um, so that And it's obviously not going to be an end-all, be-all solution. Um, But I find that this really helps me understand myself in a much better way if I can take 20, 30, 40 minutes and really go through every emotion that I'm feeling at that little point in time and, uh, and know what it's doing to me emotionally
2: so I can take the punches as they come just understanding your emotions and acknowledging them and figuring out what they are a result of and how that affects you. I think that no matter how you do that, whether it be talking to people, whether it be thinking, whether it be compartmentalizing them, whatever, but like however you do that, I think that keeping, keeping tabs on yourself and why you are feeling what you're feeling. I think that that's really good advice.
1: So our next question is how often are resets necessary and what are your favorite reset practices?
2: I I think that the idea of a reset is such a cool concept because when I think about it like that's absolutely the perfect way to describe it because mm-hmm. it's when you are like it's so easy to have the world around you get kind of warped by how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And when like when you just try and reset back to your like baseline, whatever, about like, okay, this is actually where I am. This is what is actually happening. I think it's crazy how much that can affect you beneficially. Um, and I don't know if I have a specific reset in the past been overwhelmed by school and college and all these things that are going on in my life and um been really stressed out and gone in the water, gone surfing and felt
0: so much better. Yeah. S- similarly, like in a little personal anecdote, um I've been feeling very anxious surrounding school and being back at a very very busy fast-paced lifestyle and so Uh, yesterday and today the first massive part of the day I took uh, for for myself I spent the mostly alone I worked to reset and I did whatever it took to sort of be able to come out of the other side of it feeling really centered and stable and like I'm now ready to take on this next week
1: How do masculinity and femininity um, impact expectations surrounding emotional sustainability? Do they impact you in your daily life? What do you do that combats these expectations?
0: It's it's interesting because it feels like men have been pushed for, for a long, long time to sort of aim for this false sustainability, have this stoic attitude, don't show emotion, keep it... like keep it on one line don't oscillate Mm -hmm. be sustainable but it's actually a very unhealthy form of sustainability that um that i think we need to figure out how to have it have i think the purpose of today is really trying to break down how we go for that healthy sustainability as opposed to the uh maybe typically masculine form of sustainability
1: right yeah because like forcing yourself to um be stoic or have, um, to be emotionless, if you will, is probably going to be a lot more unhealthy for you than letting yourself cry and have those really difficult moments and, um, letting yourself express joy and, and fear and all of those emotions. Um, that probably I think leads to a much better, healthier relationship with yourself and with others.
2: Totally. Yeah. Um, I think that like the way that I have experienced those pressures hasn't been as extreme as like needing to have a completely steady demeanor and not have anything affect you like there's a fine line between being open and ha- having healthy expression of your emotions and dwelling on them and like be because like, you really don't want to live in the negative emotions mm. but and so I think it's like building that relationship where you're able to have, like, touch in with them and realize this is what I'm feeling, but also know that that isn't the end, that, like, this isn't yeah. all that's going on in your life, and kind of do that reset, like we yeah. were talking about earlier, and realize, okay, that's what happened, that didn't feel good, but that's okay. I'm gonna reset back to my baseline, and
1: yeah, so. I definitely say, I mean, I don't think you need to have the conclusion of it's okay all the time, but I don't think that needs to be the resolution, but, like, I do think, yeah, like, you, there's definitely something to be said for not, um, just getting, drowning yourself in, in it and getting overwhelmed by everything. Um, yeah, I would say, like, it's almost worked, like, kind of backwards for me, almost, like, growing up, um, I feel like because I was expected to have such strong emotions and be so emotional, especially in relationships, like, as a girl, like, especially just in middle school and high school, everyone expects you to, like, fall in love easily and just, like, have crushes all the time and, like, and um, I was, like, from middle school, I, like, learned about feminism and I learned about, I was, like, wow, like, these gender pressures are terrible. So I, like, think I kind of took that upon myself to be, like, I'm not gonna let them, I'm not gonna let them think I am, like, um, that I'm like that that were that we're all like that So I think I kind of like forced myself into this box of like being emotionless <laughs> and like not completely for sure But like in certain situations, especially with relationships like I did not I like and I still totally feel that like I don't want to show that like I care because it's like it's showing that I'm like Like I don't know like falling to those expectations of being an emotion an emotion filled woman which is just something I've always feared being called. So that's definitely played out in my life a lot. Has the recent global state and increased political divisions altered your ability to maintain emotional equilibrium? And how do you continue to sustain a productive life given all the recent turmoil in today's world? I mean... I can start us off, like, since we're being vulnerable here, like, definitely, like, so overwhelming. Like, it's not, I do not feel like I am emotionally sustainable (laughs) right now, Um, mostly because of that. I feel like there's so much happening, and um, it feels like so little is going right, and there's so little hope for the future, whether that be my future, or our countries, or our worlds. yeah. And so I'm trying really hard to get that hope back right now. Um, maybe you guys have some insight. <laughs> maybe you're feeling the same way. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's tough, right? And I, I struggle with this a lot too, Grace. Um, cause I feel like, I feel like the only way for me to find that equilibrium again is to take more of a, a nihilistic approach or like it doesn't really matter or I have to stop worrying about every minute little detail versus like if I actually want if I actually want to fix things or actually want things to go well, it takes immense work by me and my peers and everybody in this country and the world to to write whatever things are not going super well right now. Um, and so it's and, and to be honest, that sort of clash really is difficult because I'll have days where I'll just turn away and be like I'm not going to look at the news I'm not going to think about it I'm not going to uh, yeah, agonize over every little thing going wrong and then I'll have days where I'm like Aiden that is immoral you should be spending every waking second not on yourself but on the world and trying to trying to make it more sustainable and better. And I think that Grace, if I were to offer a suggestion for you to, to make you happier, it would be to focus on yourself more, if that means focusing on the world less, but that just feels wrong to say. Um,
2: yeah. Maybe it's Owen a... has better ideas. <laughs> I think that it's a really tricky one, and it is essential, like, no matter how overwhelming, the world is i always like to use the like um put fasten your own mask before helping another person mm. um
1: like the airplane instructions yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs>
2: i like to i like to use that kind of as my guideline which is that like in any situation right like whether it be in a relationship whether it be the way that like anyone or even on a massive global scale um i think that it's essential to make sure that you are you don't need to be like flourishing 25, like you can absolutely right. go through rough times um, you should be sustainable that it, <laughs> like you can't run yourself into the ground definitely um, yeah I, I just I, I really like to think about that as like you are always going to be your best person and therefore the best to the people around you mm-hmm. if you are at your core doing well and uh, yeah so I, I think that whatever it takes for you to get to that for anyone to get to that state i think that that is absolutely the that that's the way that i go about my life
1: yeah yeah that totally resonates and makes yeah And definitely can make a world of difference for me as well we had so much fun recording this discussion and we hope you enjoyed listening and are able to use these methods of sustainability as you transition into the new year happy 2021 For listening to the youth take. To support more conversations like these, please consider giving $5 at maineboystomen.org.